there, sweeties! Welcome back for another episode of Secret Session Podcast. These are your hosts, Noel, Dallas, and today we're going to talk about innocence. Why do I say that so wrong? Like, Noel, it's not my name. What the fuck? <laughs> Noel, Noel. Okay, it's simple. Okay, sorry. Identity crisis. So, uh, anyway, Innocent, this is the 11th track of Speak Now, Taylor's version, and it was written by Taylor Swift by herself, but are we surprised? No, because no. Speak Now. Of course. <laughs> so, uh, the secret message of this song is, life is full of little interruptions, which is so powerful. It's concerning. To say the yeah. least, yes. No, it is. It is, absolutely. And Taylor talked about this song and what it meant for her to write it in an interview for Yahoo News in 2010. Yahoo doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's what I was saying. Like, it's so weird talking about Yahoo when it's done. It's over. It's, it's gone. <laughs> okay. So she said... You have to try really hard to regulate what you feel, what you let in, and what you don't. But then when it comes to making an album, if you make everything in general and kind of gloss over your actual raw feelings, that doesn't benefit anyone. As far as what you feel and what level to feel it, I can't really control any of that. It's just how things hit you and what you let in is then definitely something you've got to find a balance for. The balance thing is... Yeah, that's kind of what Innocent is about. Yes. Okay, so a uh, fun fact, I guess. Yeah, not really fun. But... Um, Taylor <laughs> has performed this song live just once because uh, she's never performed this on the Speak Now World Tour. I'm trying to think if she if she's done it for Rap Tour, but I don't think she... No, I don't think she's ever... No, no Rap right? Tour? I mean, no, no, that no make way. Any sense. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no way. Um, but the only time she sang this song it was at the VMAs in 2010, <laughs> and there is a reason why she did this for the VMAs because this song is about Kanye West and Taylor forgiving yeah. him for the shitty thing that he had done at the VMAs the year before. So, yeah. um, let's get to the sad shitty thing. I want to say that this episode, it's coming out on September 13th. The VMAs are tonight, yeah. and yeah. So, um, the shitty thing, it was September 13th, 2009, which is, as I said, 14 years ago, which is crazy. Exactly 14 years exactly. ago. Yes. Taylor, who was 19 years old at the time, yeah. had just won best female video at the VMAs for You Belong With Me. And she was giving her acceptance speech when Kanye West got on stage and interrupted her, saying that Beyonce had one of the best videos of all time. People started booing. Boo booing? Is it? Oh, yes. Booing, Boo yeah. Yeah. And we will get more into this part next week. And then Kanye West got off stage. Um, And then Beyonce ended up uh, winning Video of the Year for Single Ladies and she was kind enough to call Taylor back on stage so she could finish her acceptance speech. Which was so powerful of her. Yes, like... yes. She, she didn't have to, also because like the Kanye West thing wasn't her fault, like she didn't have no, anything to do not. with that. He just got on stage But, and thought it was yeah. the right thing to do. And he said that 
Basically, he said that Taylor didn't deserve that award. I mean, it's something that you can think. If you want to think about that, do that. Do that in your brain. And, and that's it. <laughs> and that's it. And you know, with me, it's such a good video. Yeah, right? Yes. It's, it's crazy that someone would do that to a 19 years old. Like, what the fuck? As usual, it's women who have to clean up the shit that men did without thinking. And it's... No, it's not. It's not fair, but it was a good thing that Beyonce gave her time. She knows. Like, she knows how the industry is to women. Yeah, so, absolutely. Like, truly, respect. Like, it, it was... It was great what she did. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. I mean, she she didn't have to, but she... No, of course not. She was a very good person. She, she is, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Especially in that moment, during that moment. And she kind of talked about this in Mexico at the era store. Uh, because yeah. um, during the Champagne Problems speech, people interrupted her because they were chanting her name. And she commented on this and she said, like, people chanting your name is the best way to be interrupted and I would know. Yeah. <laughs> so that was, like, the shame. Oh my God. Yeah, I, I didn't expect that, to be honest. I was like... No, I, no, of course not. Okay, so I, I guess we should say a couple things before we begin with the lyrics. Yes. So before Speak Now to Vision came out we both didn't fully appreciate this song as yes. much as the other songs in the album and we both truly regret it right now yeah no um, the, it's absurd like it's a great fucking song how did we overlook it i i still don't know but Basically, we both consciously decided that before, but also with the terrorist version, we would reevaluate this song, you know, listen to it with a new mindset, and yeah, just appreciate it. Like, appreciate the fuck out of it, okay? Because <laughs> it, yes. it deserves because, it. Um, it, it. I mean, it when it. we used to listen to the song before the Taylor's version, we had the 2016 events in our minds. And so yeah. we were like, mm, yeah. it's about forgiveness, but I don't know, right now it seems like wrong, I want to say. But if you listen to this song thinking about Taylor and when she wrote this, I think it's just a new way to appreciate it. And also, like we have this thing that we're thinking about grown-up Taylor talking to younger Taylor and so we yes. had this, this yes. little interpretation and now okay it, I never really skipped this song because I liked it but I never put it on on purpose I have to say and yeah. right now, and now I, I listen do. to it on repeat like seriously yeah, I, I do it's absolutely. just so good it, and the bridge it's one of my favorite songs from Speak Now yeah. like Okay, yeah, I I basically didn't like listening to it because, yes, I had in mind the shitty things that Kanye West did to Taylor. But right now, with this new mindset, I wanna... I just wanna listen to this song with that new mindset and just not think about that fucking man. Because he doesn't deserve to be thought of, okay? No, no. <laughs> so. Right. Personally, I've always loved like the production and the musical elements. 
even without the lyrics, this song is simply beautiful. Yeah, yeah, it's both dark and epic, and it's absolutely part of that haunted queendom that is half of speak now. Yes, you know, with the other part being the enchanted kingdom, queendom. Sorry, <laughs> I said it right the first time. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like with the third version, Innocent has gotten so much better. Like Yes. Okay, let's talk about the tracklist of Speak Now for a moment. Because Innocent is in between Better Than Revenge and Haunted. Which is perfect. It's perfect. <laughs> it's perfect. Because like, yeah. okay, this comes after Better Than Revenge. And it's funny because she's out there saying like, there's nothing I do better than revenge. And she could be entitled to get her revenge for this yeah. shitty event. That's the new name of the incident. Okay. Um, but she chose forgiveness instead. And it's it's like crazy. It's crazy. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how to explain that. But I, I want to talk about this later Yes. for a specific lyric. Okay. But yeah, I couldn't agree more. Like She chose not to get revenge on that man yeah in 2009 of course because <laughs> yes. we all know what happened after that yes we all but, know uh but she talked I mean, a bit who could blame yeah. her like yeah no 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 no, no, no. i want to talk about this later uh, sorry okay I, I and in the not speak now okay anyway in the speak now taylor's version prologue taylor wrote i went through my first worldwide scandal the mic grab scene around the world I had the nagging sense that in the most intense moments of my life, I had frozen. I had said nothing publicly. I still don't know if it was out of instinct, not wanting to seem impolite, or just overwhelming fear. And then she said some of these emotional revelations were surprising to people. Some expected anger and instead got compassion and empathy with innocent. Okay, so I think we can get to the lyrics. Yes, it's time. The first verse is, I guess you really did it this time. Left yourself in your work path. Lost your balance on a tightrope. Lost your mind trying to get it back. So, 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 <laughs> it's a really intense beginning. Throughout the whole song, she's talking directly to him. And she kind of acknowledges the fact that he was already following a bad path. But this was the event that defined this even more. And uh, we have a couple of parallels. The first one is from Haunted. You and I walk a fragile line. I have known it all this time, but I never thought I'd see it break. Oh, I have a problem with the word. I say fragile. I've heard people say fragile. But the song said fragile. And so I don't know. I don't know. It, it's. I don't know. Maybe one pronunciation is American and the other is English. I don't. I don't know. I've I've heard American people say fragile. Yeah, I feel like fragile is more English, but I don't. I really don't know. So yeah. Okay, you get it. <laughs> anyway, fragile, fragile. That wasn't the point. Um. Damn. From <laughs> Ivy. So yeah, it's a war. It's a goddamn fight of my life. And it started it. And I'm from Mirable, I'm still on that tightrope. Yeah. When I uh, listen to this lyric, the first thing that comes to mind is when she fell, she fell apart. Which is, I think, the first verse of the poem Taylor wrote called Why She Disappeared. 
So this high rope could be the fragile balance people and artists in the public sphere had to maintain in order to merely survive. And Taylor has been on that tie rope since she was 16. And there's been a couple of times when she felt like she lost that balance. Uh, I mean, the first seismic event that made her fall is, in her opinion, more than ours, the VMAs and Kanye West taking that mic. And we have more songs about that event now, you know, more than back in 2010. So we're more inclined to believe that this event was even more traumatic for her than what she'd let on. I mean, just think of the song Innocent, but also like Castle Scrambling, which are, in our opinion, two of the most depressing songs she's ever put out. And she wrote those songs when she was 18, 19. That's that's crazy. Yeah, that shit's crazy. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Um. Then we have the pre-chorus. Wasn't it easier in your lunchbox days? Always a bigger bed to crawl into. Wasn't it beautiful when you believed in everything and everybody believed in you? Which is illegal. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I I want to start by saying that uh, the lunchbox is something you use in school. I mean, not only, but it's usually associated with it. And so by using this word, Taylor is bringing you back to those years. It's kind of interesting that Kanye West's first three albums have titles that mention school in some way, because the first one is the college dropout, then we have late registration, and then graduation. (laughs) That's the theme. The bigger bed is supposedly your parents, where you could usually go and feel protected. And yes, I know that that it's not always the case, but it should be. So yeah. Yeah, I feel like this song is directly connected to (laughs) "Never Grow Up." You know, I was going to (laughs) say this. Of course. So I love this part. (laughs) It's your song. I know. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Um, and Never Grow Up is about the fear of growing up and experiencing, you know, heartbreak and hurt. So, in Innocent, that heartbreak happened, you know, since she did grow up. So, in the pre-choruses of Innocent, Tara tells of this trauma of growing up without being ready for it. Yes. Okay, so then we have the chorus. No, we first no, have, wait. like, a bunch of Sorry. parallels. Oh, yes, with the pre-chorus, the, uh, the first one, yeah. like, we have one with the man, with the lyrics, when everyone believes you, what's the like? Yeah. So with those lines, Taylor is also talking about the trauma of growing up, feeling special, and with the potential of making something big of yourself, because you had people in your early life betting on you and believing in you. <laughs> Relatable. I've never been a natural. I'll do it, try, try, try. Yeah. But also like, this is me trying. Yes. <laughs> the Archer, Mirrorball, this is me trying, girlies. Hi. Hi. Here. You're welcome here. <laughs> yes. We get it. And, ne- and now never grew up, and innocent, and nothing and new. crumbling, and nothing new. Anti hero. Anti hero. No too much yeah stop Taylor please I feel called out please <laughs> stop uh, so yeah I'm, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm, but I guess what I mean <laughs> I'm, 
we have a parallel with nothing new. Yeah. How can a person yeah. know everything at 18 but nothing at 22? Dude, no idea. Um, <laughs> and I'm from this is me trying. Yes. I was so ahead of the curve, the curve became a sphere, fell behind of my classmates, and I ended up here. Then we have the chorus. Yes. <laughs> Which is even sadder. It's a ride. Just wait and see. Your string of lives are still bright to me. Who you are is not where you've been. You're still an innocent. You're still an innocent. Yeah. Oh my god. So, personal misheard lyric. <laughs> Your string of lights? I used to hear your string of lies is still bright to me. Fair. <laughs> which is... Which doesn't make any sense, but it kind of does. So, so despite his actions, she still sees something good in him. <laughs> Get your eyes checked. Please. <laughs> I know she did. <laughs> yeah, sorry, but <laughs> okay. Um, so she's reassuring him that everything is going to be alright. Like I see the <laughs> good crazy. in you. A nineteen-year-old girl is reassuring a thirty-something man-child who did the wrong thing and just doesn't Which, care. Which I mean, like, I think it could. If you think about 2010, I could see how she thought of that. I think that... Taylor um, 2010, yes, of Yes, course. because I think that yes. uh, that was his bad action. But in, in, in general, it's not that he was doing a bad thing after another. Which is the case right now. Well, I don't really know, because... I've never been a fan of Kanye West. No, I I've never been a fan, but like, if you see, I, I was searching stuff online and like the main negative events that involved him are more recent. Okay. And we have to consider that she was a fan. Like, the only thing that yeah. she talked about during that night, because they interviewed her at the end of the night, yeah. and she was like, do you want to say anything about this and she was like no i don't want to and then they asked her were you a fan and she was like yeah of course it's kind yeah. of yeah it's it's clear she didn't want to talk about it but they still made her talk about it yeah and i think if i remember correctly that one of his albums is like the first cd that she and yeah. her brother bought like yeah, ever. She said, uh, she said that right. Yeah, in 2015. So, yeah, she was a fan. Still. Yeah. Yeah, which might be the the reason why she was trying to to see the good in him because she liked him as an artist. Yeah, but also like she was 19. She had two albums. He was like the biggest rapper ever. Yeah. And I mean. Of course, she was. She was not going to say anything bad about him. No. Back then, absolutely, and I understand that. Like, truly understand that. Yeah. I mean, the the industry, the music industry, the the public sphere in general is brutal. And I mean, if you do something wrong, yeah. it's going to bite you back in the ass. Even if that thing you did, it's not what you did. Like, it's someone else's wrong choice. Yeah. It's still reflected on you, and I, I truly, I, I totally understand why she did what she did in 2010. 
Yeah, and then and she she was having those feelings that she further explored in Castle Scrambling, so it makes sense yes. that she didn't go against him. Yeah. I mean, we we can also think that maybe in the vault somewhere there's a song like a mean like th- song that she wrote for for him but Maybe. she's she ne- she's never going to release that cuz yeah. i mean her mindset during that era was different i think yes yeah yeah i got that so um in pitchfork's speak now album review they mentioned how you're still an innocent sounds phonetically identical to your stealing innocence and <laughs> this is like saying she's forgiving and accusing him in the same breath and i love that yes no that's <laughs> i mean absolutely it. I, and, and then like i think the whole yeah. song you could choose to listen to like him her calling him a child yes. you can do that like yes, y- you can choose to focus on that absolutely. part and it's yeah. it's only fair i don't know if it's something that she did on purpose like putting all this phonetically identical lyrics and you know her yeah double she, she, meanings i yeah she might have done that on purpose but i don't know like i, I think she we we'll never know no we'll never i want to believe that she did and if she did yeah, the official she did the official so. meaning that she gave this song is the one we mentioned earlier yes. it's about yes. forgiveness so yes. That's the official meaning. That's the meaning she's going to put on this song forever publicly. Yeah. And all the subtle subtexts, it's I mean, it's all on us, you know. Yeah, I mean, we can choose uh, to read between yes. the lines, but maybe we're reading yes. something that it's not really there. So, I mean, it it's up to you. <laughs> But it's basically our thing, you know, reading between the lines. So if you're nice and kind about this stuff, like do whatever you want. Yeah. Interpret your the song the songs in the way you want. Just yeah. keep in mind that it's your interpretation. So, uh then we have the second verse. Did some things you can't speak of, but at night you'd live it all again. You wouldn't be shattered on the floor now. If only you had seen what you know now then. Okay, for the 2010 VMA's performance, she changed the lyric, but at night you leave it all again, to but tonight you leave it all again. So, of course, the event he can't speak up, it's a shitty event. And we have a parallel with the song Epiphany, with the lyrics and some things he just can't speak about. I feel like this line basically encapsulates the concert album Midnight in a bunch of words. Yeah, it it really does. Yeah. And then we we also have another farewell. I was was thinking about Midnight's. Yes. We don't have a song about that event, right? I don't think so. No. We were expecting one, but it didn't. Yeah, right? Yes. We were. Yeah, I I guess she she thought they will hack us on Scrambling, so... (laughs) That would yes. be enough, I guess. And then uh, we have another parallel with uh, would've, could've, should've. I can't let this go if I with you in my sleep. The wound won't close, yeah. Yeah. I love this rhyming. I don't know, when you hear the song and she drags out that 
then, the last then, it's basically added to the lyrics um, in order to have the rhyming with again. Yeah. I don't know, it's beautiful. It's like you don't expect it. And then there comes like the then that ties it all up together. And I was like, oh God. Yeah, it's I don't know, true. I love it so much. Um, we have some other parallels for you wouldn't be shattered on the floor now if you only had seen what you know now then. Um, from Renegade, if I would have known how many pieces you had crumbled into, I might have let them lay. God, I love that song. We gotta talk about that song. Yeah, I really want. Yes. We'll talk later. Um, for my birthday! <laughs> no, I want to yeah. talk about it before my birthday. Okay. Since six we months. We have a few spots open. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, then from Mirable and When I Break, it's in a million pieces. And from Last Kiss, it doesn't make much sense, but so I'll go sit on the floor. Yeah, but I, I mean, if you think about the context, yeah, she's like shattered no. on the floor. Yeah, it's it's the same image, only yeah. In last case, it's about a relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and um, then we have the second pre-chorus. Wasn't it easier in your firefly catching days when everything out of reach, someone bigger brought down to you? Wasn't it beautiful running wild till you fell asleep before the monsters cut up to you? And it's basically the same concept explored in the first pre-chorus. So yeah, this... the one about growing up. Yeah, and... it's like. Yeah. I think you can really picture those scenes. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. And we have a few parallels. The first one is from Never Grow Up. Never lose the way that you dance around in your PJs getting ready for school. And then from Antihero, I'm the monster on the hill, too big to hang out slowly lurching towards your favorite city. Okay, uh, the monsters thing, I, uh, we have to, I think we have to mention this. In hindsight, yeah. uh, the monsters could be a reference to mental illness, also because we know that Kanye West was diagnosed with bipolar disorder in 2016, which doesn't mean that he started having that in 2016. We don't know. Yeah, I mean, we could get into this, but I don't know if it's the right place. Okay, then we have again the chorus with an add-on, so the chorus is longer than the first. We have the added lyrics, it's okay, life is a tough crowd, 32 and still growing up now, who you are is not what you did, you're still an innocent. So 32 is the age Kanye West was when he interrupted Taylor at the VMAs in a very childish way. So. 32 is also the age Taylor was when she re-recorded the song for Speak Now's version. Like a full circle moment. I love yeah. it. Love that. So we have a few parallels um, from The Archer. I never grew up. It's getting so old. Then from The One. And if you never bleed, you're never gonna grow. <laughs> fun fact. Not so fun. The, the cover of my uh, laptop. You know, I have all those st stickers from yeah. Folklore and Evermore. Mm -hmm. The sticker with the lyrics, and if you never bleed, you're never gonna grow, just disintegrated the other day. No. And it's so sad. No. So sad. 
<laughs> okay, then the other parallel is from and hero pierced through the heart but never killed. With nineties guilt. <laughs> so growing up here means getting hurt over and over again. And you never finish growing up, so you never finish getting hurt, basically. Yeah, so I mean the anti-hero parallel could fit into this thing because she's keep she keeps yeah. getting hurt. Okay. But, yeah. Um, she goes yeah. on with her life either way. Okay, and then we have uh, the last part of the chorus, which we mentioned earlier. I mean, <laughs> we love daylight, so it's always the right moment to mention the daylight outro, which is, I want to be defined by the things that I love, not the things I hate, the things I'm afraid of, the things that haunt me in the middle of the night. I just think that you are what you love. And we believe that this represents pretty well what she meant when she wrote who you are is not where you've been and who you are is not what you did. Because yeah. you're not your mistakes, you're what you love. It's actually more cheeky than uh, what you would imagine given the context of this song. Yeah. Okay, let's get okay. to the bridge, the, the bridge. <laughs> like, oh it's so good. It's I'm, so good. Also, yeah. the music in this part. Oh no, it's is, like. <laughs> which is also okay, the music let's in talk, the, Look what you made me do. Yeah. Let's talk about the so, music here because we have those oh haunted us that so are coming like so from the. Good. I don't know, from somewhere. Oh my god. Like and, from outer space. And they're, yeah, and, they're. Oh my god. Like building up this. I don't know, they're creating a sort of cloud. I don't know, I feel like this cloud in my, yes, in my mind, in my brain. It's a stormy cloud yes. being, like, building up. And then with the last chorus, it just explodes, like... Yeah, because yeah. it has that, that release at the end, which is... Yes. Yes. Oh, oh I want to listen to that so bad. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So the lyrics are: Time turns flames to embers. You'll have new September's. Every one of us has messed up too. Minds changed like the weather. I hope you remember. Today is never too late to be brand new. It's a lot. It's a lot. So, uh, flames. The flames are. Yeah. The flames here symbolize pain and hurt. And here she says that with time, that pain will fade away. Uh, which is, you know, the metaphorical use of the word ember. It's worded in a very beautiful way, also considering the yes. fact that literally embers are pieces of either wood or coal that uh, continue to burn, even when the flames are gone. And embers glow, so it's like this beautiful picture that you have in your mind when you listen to the song. Yeah. Uh, it means that you're beautiful just the way you are, despite everything that you've done or that has been done to you, and despite all the fires that have consumed you. It's, oh my god, it's on the same level of from sprinkler splashes to fireplace ashes in my yes. mind. It's that genius of a lyric, absolutely. And, um, I had a different interpretation of this lyric at first, yeah. because I didn't know the metaphorical meaning of ember. That is like just fading away. 
Um, mm -hmm. In my mind, I was like thinking that even when the fire is gone, so when the main event that caused you pain is gone, embers are like those pieces which keep burning. And so I was thinking like, it's the leftover pain from the yeah. fire. Um, so that was my first interpretation. The other one makes more sense. And I, th I think it's just different. And I don't think that that's yeah, what Taylor meant. Two, two different right? mindsets, yes. I guess. Yes, and I, yeah. I think that um, the one Taylor meant is the first one we mentioned. Yeah. But yeah, that was the, the thing I thought about first. So, you'll have new Septembers. That's because the VMAs incident happened in September. And it's even mentioning back to December with the lyrics How you held me in your arms that September night, the first time you ever saw me cry. So here Taylor is basically saying, you'll have new chances at life. This is not the last chance. This is not the end. Yeah. Um, I would like to say a few things about the month of September. <laughs> because <laughs> because uh, on Wikipedia. <laughs> because we, we are recording this on the first day of September. <laughs> Also that, yes. yes, it's literally September the 1st yeah. and I listened to August this morning and I wanted to cry because it's not <laughs> August anymore. <laughs> so, September is a month of new beginnings. It's when autumn starts in the northern hemisphere and when spring starts in the southern hemisphere. So it's a, it's beginning of autumn but also of spring, like, you know, it's it's a new beginning either way. Um, so, the name September comes from the Latin word septem, which means seven. Please speak German. <laughs> yes, of course. Um, uh, of course, I needed to um, use this useless knowledge that I have in my brain. So, um, this is because it was originally the seventh month of the year in the oldest known Roman calendar which is the calendar of Romulus. March was the first month of that, of that um, calendar. Julius Caesar was the one who reformed the calendar, adding January and February to the beginning of the year. So September became the ninth month, but you know retained its name. My Italian guys, if you have studied for an exam about this stuff, I feel you. Also, because we, we, we're we not done with the useless stuff, uh, September's birthstone is sapphire. You know, sapphire tears on my face, sadness became my old sky and that stuff. And the flowers associated with this month are forget-me-not, uh, morning glory, and aster. Because we did a whole episode about this stuff, so... Yes. <laughs> it's always good to bring that up again. Yes. Okay. Um, I have a personal misheard lyric. Um, I thought that yeah. everyone of us has messed up too, was everyone of us is messed up too. <laughs> uh, I think it makes sense. Just it on a does. different level. <laughs> I was so sense. convinced. I, I, I sing it that way. I don't care. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense either way. Like, Are we all messed up in some yeah. way? I hope not, but... <laughs> But I think we are, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, what she's saying is that everyone makes mistakes. That is not the only one. Okay, and then we have a parallel with the last part of the bridge. 
This parallel is with the song Last Kiss, the lyrics, you can plan for a change in the weather and time, but I never planned on you changing your mind. She actually structured these lyrics in the same way. Um, the full lyrics from Last Kiss are, and I hope the sun shines and it's a beautiful day and something reminds you you wish you had stayed. You can plan for a change in the weather and time, and so on. And here in Innocent, it's, Minds change like the weather, I hope you remember. Which is very similar to her wishing him well in Last Kiss. Yeah, it's, I, I guess it's the same for the, these lyrics because she gave the same meaning, you know, like context-wise for minds and weather. Yes. It's not necessarily like the same structure for the lyrics, but... Meaning-wise, it is. In Innocent and Less Kiss, minds change like the weather. I don't, I don't know, like, by putting the same meaning in two different songs on the same album, I guess it's like her poetical thinking being set in stone. Yes. Okay, in, in my mind, she, she wrote Less Kiss first, and she wrote the weather thing, and then the changing your mind. And yeah. then when she was writing Innocent, she put the two things together. I, yeah, I think so. I mean, Last Kiss talks about events that happened before, that happened before. the, yeah, the yeah. events that she talks about in Innocent. So, I mean, I justify this in this way. Like, not justify, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we have a parallel with You're Losing Me with the lyrics I'm getting tired even for a phoenix always rising from the ashes mending all her gashes. Okay. So we have again the chorus and the full chorus with the add-on and then there's like um, an outro, just two last lyrics which are basically the um, two lyrics from the first verse but they are changed. Yeah, so we have lost your balance on a tie rope, it's never too late to get it back. She did this to end the song on a positive note. She's yeah. saying that however you did wrong in life, in your life you'll always have a chance to make it alright. And every time you fall, you can pick yourself up and do it all over again. Yeah. You can choose to do that. And I want to say, yeah. uh, so next week we're going to analyze Castle's Crumbling, obviously. Like the first thing I noticed in Castle's Crumbling is that there is no hope whatsoever. No. But it's it's about the same context is about the same event you know and for her like in that moment she she did not have any hope but she had hope that he would forgive himself for what he did yeah in innocent so it's like i don't it's, know it's it's like a selfless yeah thing selfless acts yeah. yeah yeah and i'm so happy that she changed her mind <laughs> later yeah, I mean, she had no other choice, I guess. Yeah, basically. Okay, so that's it for the lyrics. Um, yes. Alice, what are your favorite lyrics? Wasn't it beautiful when you believed in everything and everybody believed in you? And um, what about you? Time turns flames to embers. You'll have new Septembers. Because it's just... Yeah. It's the lyrics in Innocent for me. Yeah, it's great. So, I think that's it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. All the ways to contact us are in the description. Please give us a five-star review and share this episode with your friends, family, loved ones. 
and bye. bye.